We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood. Kirk D's here, per usual, with my two boys, uh, Brett Hartfield, Killer B2482, and Toe Tag and Tambo, Tyler Tambolin. Um, we're back again for week three after what was a successful week two for me. Um, but uh, how are we doing, boys? Brett, how are you doing? You know, I feel like feel like this was kind of like the inverse week for me. I, uh, man, yeah, almost everything that I did was wrong. I uh, even got certain guys in my core that ended up just being uh, terrible. Um, so the one good thing that I got onto was Aaron Jones late in the week, um, really sought after um, just getting off of Devante and going with him. But even in those lineups, man, I just had so many duds. Uh, the tight end spot is one spot that you couldn't miss on if you were in tournaments. And man, like I, I paid up uh, at tight end, missed there. And then even when I went down at tight end, I just I wasn't on the, the main guys. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty know, rough I, week. I, I know what you did. You played the biggest went up to in the world, like all of us did with freaking uh, Chris Herndon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had a ton of Herndon, no doubt. And then, like, the Jordan Reed talk got me off of Jordan Reed. I mean, he ends up playing, like, what, 27 snaps, and we heard yeah. the 15 to 20 snaps. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's the thing, like, early in the week, no pre – or early in the season, no preseason, you almost have to listen to what coaches say. And when you hear 15 and 20 snaps, it's tough to go with them. And then Mo Alley Cox, like, everybody thought he was a free space too, and I'm just like – this guy, this guy's never been targeted more than four times. Like, I'm not going to him. I don't know. I just, I never really considered him hardcore on DraftKings. Um, had pieces of him in tournaments on FanDuel, but yeah. I don't know. I, it, was a, it was a rough week. I had Jordan Reed everywhere going into the weekend. Um, I kept him in GPP. And I actually, I took him out last minute on Yahoo, which I still won, but I would have absolutely smashed if I, if I didn't. Um, and uh, took him out of cash on DK. And I'm really mad at myself because in all we want are the 
high value touches, right? Like, and this guy was going to when we don't care if he's not on the field to block. And that's exact. That's exactly what the coach is saying is like, he's mm-hmm. not going to be on the field to block. He still was going to get the, the routes. He was still talked up in uh preseason. Um, I spent all Saturday night, like Googling, like all these like beat writer reports and stuff, like on how good he's looked and the chemistry he has. And so I was like all ready to go. And then <laughs> I, I fell to the, the group thinking I, I was really upset about that but uh tambo bud how'd you do yeah it wasn't the best week for me in football golf was pretty good but we're here to talk football and i think you know we're we missed the elf in the room was last week was laden with injuries right we had all kinds of injuries last week you know even if you had the right tight end as brett talked about there's lots of guys you could fit in get the right scores out of it and then there was some duds but there was also some big injuries across the board but let me tell you this the one good thing is last week is in the books so now it's time to review the tape and prepare for this week. There's no better place to get in on all the action better than DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup. Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now and use code DFF. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week three action Enter the code DFF to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code DFF only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Ooh, thank you. Uh, yeah, always baby. love doing. Always love doing those promos for the sponsors. Um, but uh, here we are. We are now back. Week three. We've got thirteen games. We've got. Um, and you did hit on the right. Uh, elephant in the room about the injuries last week man there's a lot of injuries a lot of like key running backs went down it was just like yahtzee it was just like everywhere bing bang boom like people were just flying down adams so weird not to see 10k or 9k guys on the slate today um yeah but so so we've got we'll we'll hit on some of those spots that opened up some value but uh we've got some monster totals again right we've got 56 and a half point total with uh dallas heading over to seattle Russ is cooking. Everyone says it. Let's Russ cook. Um, it's happening. He's been cooking. Will he continue to cook? I don't know. Uh, I think so. Um, but yeah, he's the MVP candidate uh, right now, a front runner. And uh, Dallas' defense is in shambles. Man, they're losing people left and right. Um, not only are they, are they missing Byron Jones, who they got rid of, but uh, a lot of their key uh, guys have gone down. You know, we knew that with Sean Lee, with. Uh, Oh man, Van, whatever. I, I don't even remember his name. Um, but yeah. Um, and then uh, now they've got some uh, secondary uh, issues as well. Some more that went down. So uh, yeah. So uh, man, um, this game, you know, has shootout written all over it. If that Dallas offense can uh, keep them in this game. Um, then we also have the uh, Arizona Cardinals who looked tremendous and are playing at the fast pace and continue to press the pace the entire game. Even when on their last drive, when the game was fully in hand, they were still uh, kept their uh, foot on the pedal and passing. I would have liked to see Kyler get his 300 yard bonus. He just missed it. 
Um, I was kind of hoping they'd let him do that, but uh, it's a 55-point total at home against Detroit, who's been playing uh, faster as well. But I think uh, Arizona is going to be pushing the pace in this one, and they're just going to have to uh, try and keep up. And uh, they get Galladay back this week, so they're going to at least have some uh, a better offense, and uh, their defense is not looking too hot. So uh, we can expect some points there. Um, we also have – who else have we got going down? We've got uh, – Titans, Vikings, and the Vikings defense has not looked great at all with a 49.5 point total. We've got uh, the Falcons are always in, you know, always going to make for an interesting game because uh, of their defense and the way that they like to pass the ball. Uh, they're playing the Bears, but, um, you know, I think that there's some sneaky potential there from uh, the Bears side. Um, if uh, we can put any kind of faith in Trubisky and we can't put faith, but we can gamble. All right. Mm -hmm. Take a shot. Um, we've got the Eagles. Carson Wentz looked terrible, but now he gets a good matchup against the Bengals. Um, you know, who, who've definitely looked decent on offense, but their defense is nothing to uh, really be scared about. Um, there's a 47 and a half point total there. Um, and then uh, I, you know, what's sneaky to me, the, the Rams uh, bills game. Uh, I said this last week too with the Rams Eagles. Um, I, I think this game sneaky. You guys know I love Josh Allen. We all know I love Josh Allen. Um, I still love Josh Allen. But uh, the Bills' defense is missing uh, Edwards and Milano, um, and that makes them a completely different defense. So yes, they're still talented and still have some, some uh, really talented guys. But uh, I think that opens up the potential for some, uh, for some extra points. And uh, we saw them putting up points last week. Um, there that game against the uh, was it the Dolphins they played right last week, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, there were some points there, and then uh, I'm also forgetting my boy Cam and my New England Patriots uh, at home uh, against the Raiders. But man, so that's kind of a big picture overview. We got a ton of spots to address, but uh, how's the slate looking to you, Brett? Yeah, man, I mean, there's there's some high totals, right? I mean, you just went through, and, and I feel like a, a lot of these offenses are becoming very focalized. Uh, we'll talk about injuries that make some of these offenses even more focused. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like uh, with no fans, being on the road, having communication uh, with the quarterback to the offense coordinator is going to be huge, right? And Points, points are going to really start going up uh, by week three, week four, week five. I uh, expect, expect offenses to really dominate here. Um, now that we have kind of almost a fluid uh, semblance with certain offenses. So I love, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting spot where you have Seattle having two uh, wide receivers with like something like 60% of the target share. Uh, actually, I think it's even more than that. It was like 70, 70% of the target share. And then you have uh, Cardinals, you know, I mean, no Christian Kirk. Um, it's going to be just going to be an interesting spot with two of the highest team totals, uh, both over 30, you know, ha uh, one dealing with injuries, the other one just being very focused with their offense just seems like a very smash spot. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to be looking for sure at uh, just ownership, but I mean, double stacks, triple stacks in these, in these games, it's not, it's, I don't, it's not going to really get you off of the, off the chalk. Cause I think that's, 
that's going to be a very normal thing here. So, um, but yeah, outside of that, don't really have much outside of like, I, I thought it was very interesting to see the Tennessee at Minnesota game uh, open up at 45 and a half, all the way up to 49 and a half. There's a guy in there that I like uh, that I'll touch on in Delvin Cook that I think, you know, they just haven't, they haven't run a lot of plays. And I feel like uh, Tennessee is very susceptible to the run. So a, a guy at a lower ownership that I think uh, could be kind of sneaky. And we got a lot of chalk um, this week and mm -hmm. Arizona is certainly going to be extremely chalky. So like, um, and uh, we all saw what the running back situation was. Uh, Derek Henry was a big fat bust for everybody last week. Um, other guys came through, but uh Tambo, how are you approaching this one, at least from the start? Yeah, I kind of like this week. It just reminds me a little bit of last week with, you know, a few different things. But what I mean by that is, you know, we just talked about it. Last week, Dallas-Atlanta was the big game, right? This week, it's Dallas-Seattle. I mean, they're typically involved with what they've got and the guys they have and, and the way the pace goes and whatnot. But you saw your boy Josh Allen. He was on a lot of, you know, good lineups last week, and it wasn't even necessary. Even though that game had, I think it was like, what, 40 and 39 or something. Like it was a huge scoring game last week. And you could still find ways around it to – Brett's point there, you know, if, if everyone's going to just game stack it, you've got a bunch of other games. You listed like five of them off the top. There's certainly an avenue to go down where you can leverage that and, and go down go down that path. And then on the other side of it is just ways to leverage within the game. What if, you know, they don't let Russ cook this week? Because it's only been, I mean, we're going off two-week sample sizes. It's not that they shouldn't, but we've seen crazier stuff. Pete Carroll, you know, there's an opportunity here. A guy like Carson not only can, you know, run and, and we can see that game but he's been catching a lot of passes so you can use him with a guy like russell wilson versus using russ with uh, you know lockett and metcalf the most common build so i think we'll talk about some of that as we get through some of the plays but i do like that there's a lot of other games on the on the horizon that look pretty good as far as overall points and just team totals in general so i think there's a lot of ways to get there this weekend yeah i agree there's there's a lot of good spots and i think some sneaky spots too as well um, let's, uh, let's start off at the running back position and, uh, we'll uh, start identifying cause, uh, we do have a very chalky running back play right off the bat. Um, Miles Sanders is coming in at, uh, it's going to be extremely higher owned, uh, you know, over 30% probably, um, me personally, um, I'm fine with eating running back chalk. I ate massive amounts of running back chalk last week. I kind of wish I, uh, took uh brett's route with uh some more uh dude um, i went ronald jones everywhere and that didn't work out so i thought yeah. that was the play and it could have been the play but one fumble and he's on the bench so after well, an I, early touchdown too that's what pissed me off we had mm, it and then you, you didn't have it it's gone yeah I, I wish i had more aaron jones i had some but I, I wish i had more but my my main lineup did well i i approached things with like i i was i was Kyler was my guy last week. I was all in on him. Um, but uh, so I ended up just eating the running back chalk pretty much uh, Taylor and, uh, and Z. And that was fun. Did, did fine. Fun. But like, man, I wish I got off some Henry, um, you know, got off more of Henry, but Miles Sanders is the chalk this week. And uh, to me, he's great chalk. Like he's, he's priced way too low. Like this is a guy that with his workload, with what we were expecting him coming into the season, um, that would be, you know, definitely over seven K probably be over an eight K, you know, close to uh, Zeke and price based on the, the usage, um, you know, that we saw last week. I mean, it's pretty clear that he's the guy. 
Um, he had 20 rushing attempts, 95 rushing yards last week, 36 yards passing in the passing game. Um, and now is against the Bengals, 25th DVO rank, DVOA ranked rushing defense. Um, they've allowed 358 yards, four rushing touchdowns, and games just against the Browns and Chargers already. Um, it's uh, and it's also a pretty big deal that Lane Johnson is back and healthy for this uh, Eagles line that desperately needs help. So um, I, I like him. I'm going to be using him everywhere. But um, what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he's he's the number one running back. He's, you know, right in the mix, uh, getting targets. It just, you know, this is not a sexy offense because of how many times they are running just a 12, 12 formation, you know, two tight end sets. Yeah. yeah, they can't, they can't, they can't, uh, it doesn't look like Deshaun's got the speed or they're not throwing it deep to Deshaun. Um so, I mean, this offense in general just looks, eh, but the best part about it is Miles Sanders. I mean, uh, him coming back in week two, them just giving him all the opportunity. Um, and it's it's mainly the opponent that got that has me excited here. Um, just don't, I'm not, I'm not too worried about Cincinnati uh, stuffing Philly's O-line, D-line. You talked about uh, their offense line getting a little bit healthier here. Um, I think this is good chalk in Miles Sanders. Uh, Tambo, what do you think? Yeah, same thing. I mean, we're all going to say the same thing. And no one's going to be – I don't think anyone's going to be able to victory lap this unless he gets injured, unfortunately. I mean, the price is stupid, 6400 You can use him in any style. At the end of the day, he really never goes off the field. You can look right back to last year. He plays so many, many of the snaps. Doesn't matter the game script. He's always involved. He catches – last week was like 20 uh, attempts, seven targets. Like, there's just – so much that you can do with them at 6,400. I think the biggest thing is you got to think about that and how you're going to use them. Of course, you can just eat the running back chalk and then your stacks will be different. I'm not saying that you have to go this route, but for me, a couple things. One, I'll use them paired with Philly D. I don't think a lot of people will do that. And I think it's a rookie quarterback. I know it's Joe Burrow on the other side. Pause for a second. We'll get there. But I'll say use Sanders with Philly D. And that's another way to get unique when everyone's already using Sanders. Why not use them? We know that's a correlation, but everyone just gets so set on Sanders, builds out their stack, does their secondary correlation, and then just plugs in whatever D. Why not use the D? If he has a really big game, ceilings out, that could be the reason why. What if they get a pick, drop it on the 10, and then you know he's running in a touchdown right quick, and it just piles up from there. So there's that. And then I t- said pause for a minute on Joe Burrow. I don't think anyone's going to use him this week. I'm going to go right back to him. I think this game's kind of sneaky. And I think another good way would be to use Sanders across as the run it back from Joe Burrow and then like Tyler Boyd, Drew Sample, who we'll get to later. Uh, you know, who else? Um, uh, AJ Green. Go back to the well with AJ Green. So I'm just saying that that's a risky way to do it. But in large field tournaments, I like that. What if he shows out and gets his first win or, you know, tries to get there and still doesn't quite get there, but they have a huge high scoring game because of Sanders and Burrow and his boys on the other side. So I like that way of using him in large field GPPs. Yep. And then uh, we've got another chalky uh, running back around the same price. Um, Kenyon Drake is now getting a lot of momentum, a lot of steam. Everybody's talking about him. Um, And why do they like him so much? Well, you know, he hasn't really, you know, crushed so yet so far, but you know, that's because, uh, Kyler's taken uh, the rushing touchdowns, but, you know, the usage is definitely there. Um, and the matchup, right? Like, that's what it's all about. The matchup is elite. 
Um, basically, the uh, Lions, most rushing yards allowed, um, also destroyed uh, by running backs through the air so far. 24 receptions, 205 yards, two TDs to running backs. Um, and that's, uh, you know, against Green Bay and Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this he's just another weapon. So, like, and he's someone that works well in the passing game, and so does Chase Edmonds. So, I, I do kind of – so. Drake's averaged 20 touches per game and playing over 68% of the snaps. But, um, and everyone was worried about Edmonds and Edmonds looked to have a real role in week one, not so much in week two, but they were, you know, front running uh, all game in a, in a, what was sort of a blowout. So I think we might see more Edmonds um, this week, which might be a pause for concern because the, the matchup is certainly works in his favor. Um, at least, you know, through the passing game in the air. So I think there could be more of a split than normal um, in this one. And that's just like more giving me a reason to kind of fade him personally, because I'm going to be so high. I'm going to be so like high on the chalk Kyler and uh, Hopkins again, that I don't want to, I don't want to have, I'm looking for any excuse not to play Drake, but how are you guys approaching it? Yeah. I mean, I, I just look at the whole situation here. I mean, we have no Christian, Kirk, who's been running routes mainly on the outside. Uh, Fitzy's been still in the slot. Uh, who is going to be running routes on the outside is kind of my big question that I'm going to have to do a little bit more research. Well, I think Isabella's going to step into the... Yep, but Isabella's really stepped in for Fitzy, um, giving uh, rest for, for Fitzy in the slot. So uh, can he play on the outside? Who are they going to push to the outside? Because, I mean, they're their normal set is obviously three wide receiver sets. Um, so when you bring up uh, Chase Edmonds, I kind of almost have to agree. If you're going to use your, your best athletes, you're going to try to get them involved more. Um, so Chase Edmonds to me is definitely an under the radar type play, but Kenyon Drake, I think a lot of the offensive focus has to be around him. And again, at 6K, it's kind of weird to say this, but I think he's just great chalk. I, I just – um, I'm going to have plenty of him in, in every scenario. This is the second highest uh, team implied on the slate at 30.25. So, I mean, outside of DeAndre Hopkins, how is this team going to move down the field? I agree Andy Isabella is like a huge play guy. We know Fitzy is more down um, just short A dot, and then Hopkins is the guy. But I, gonna I think move by, it's going to be Kyler's legs again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's been running a ton, but, you know, this is a Detroit offensive line, uh, defensive line that can't get after uh, pressure. And the first two games were D-lines that could pressure him. So if he is running, it's by choice and not by because of, hey, I got two seconds in the pocket and I need to get out of here. You it's, know, it's, 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 the man, it's the man coverage that, um, that really works in his favor potentially again, you know, with the, the defender, everyone talks about this, but like the defenders with their back to him and then uh, he, he'll take off that way. But I agree. It sets up, you know, it sets all, it sets up really nicely for him to have a good game, throwing it, airing the ball out um, as opposed to rushing just because of uh, Detroit's uh, secondary and the fact that they can't rush, um, you know, so he's going to have time back there. And I, but in Kurt, and Christian Kirk hurts that because he was kind of their deep play guy. Um, you know, that would, would, you know, get out there, but uh, they certainly have other weapons to do that. But I know uh, Tambo had some interesting thoughts on how to, uh, how to approach game stacks with uh, Drake. So what are you doing, Tambo? 
Yeah, I think if you, I'm st- I'm starting to lean like you, Kirkwood. I'm saying, you know, if he, I, I thought it was going to be at start of the week. If everyone's going to play Kyler and Hopkins, it makes it a little bit easier. But now it's been talked up enough that, one, he's got to – he's magically has to have this bounce-back week because he's had two bad weeks that he can't possibly have a third. The ownership's coming with it now. So I think if I do use Drake, uh, you know, I'm sort of leaning your way, but I'll probably use him in Stafford stacks which we'll get to. I'm really hoping, I, I think Kenny Galladay is still listed as questionable, but it looks like we should get him back, hopefully. So uh, I'll go that route. We always like Hawkinson. We, or sorry, we always like tight ends against Arizona. Therefore, I like Hawkinson. So I think that's an interesting way to do it, to get away from uh, maybe the Kyler side with Hopkins. Leverage it a little bit, kind of like you did with Jones versus Devontae Adams last week was a, a good leverage play. You could do that, but then run it back with another sack. Same game, same environment. We know Stafford likes to chuck it. We know he can get the 300-yard bonus, touchdowns, whatever. But I'm, I'm kind of with you here. If I'm going to use Kyler, and this seems normal, but the ownership's telling a different story, I'm going to probably leave Drake out. Because I think, you know, one of the interesting things that I was just looking at was, you know, rush attempts. And Josh Allen is a guy that you're always saying about, you know, and I know you love him, and I like what he's been doing too. He's kind of just doing it from all angles. You know, he's got four attempts rushing, and the week before that, 14. And people don't really want to play Buffalo running backs because of that. You've got a guy like Kyler right now, who we talked about it last week, but it was obvious. I know he was the chalk, but he literally was Lamar for like 2,000 less. And what does he do? Right, the last two weeks, 67 rush yards and 91 rush yards, eight and 13 attempts. How does that not affect a guy like Drake at the goal line? It absolutely does. And like you say, Brett, it, he's going to want to run it in in those cases, sure. But I think he does. I think he does want to keep proving himself, make a, make a statement. So I'm probably going to leave Drake out of my Kyler Murray lineups. And if I am using Drake, which I will use some, I will wait and see what the ownership looks like as we get further along in the week here. This is now Friday. We're recording this that I'll probably use them, but on the opposite side of um, Stafford, because anyone who goes Stafford side is likely just going to plug in Hopkins. And again, that's just another route you could go, but I'm going to go with the Drake side on the Stafford lineups. I, I like the that. Thing I, I would, the only thing I would caution there is, I mean, they, they face a, a San Fran D line and a Washington D line. And I, I think a lot of these runs uh, out of Kyler Murray have been more or less out of necessity, uh, necessity um, whether it's been planned or whether it's been, Hey, I'm going to throw it. Now I need to get out of the pocket and run. I feel like they can, they can throw the ball versus uh, Detroit front. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. So no, it's, it's really interesting. But it's not going to hurt you. I'm saying you got him and Hopkins in the same lineup. I, I'm mm-hmm. saying the key is to leave Drake out in my opinion is because you're right. And if he does decide to throw it a bunch, guess what? You pick up the Hopkins points, you pick up his points like we want. But I'm saying then if he does snake one of the Drake touchdowns at the line, it's like you just doubled down on not only fading Drake in those lineups, but collecting more Kyler, Kyler points. Um, all right. So here's, here's how I say it. So I think you guys all, you guys are all right. Um, he's, he's definitely, first off, he's on pace to have more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson did last season. Um, I know it's only two weeks, but it's definitely a huge, it's, it's, he's on, he's on that pace. Um, he's also leading in rushing QB, uh, QB rushing yards. Um, he, some of it's in the scrambling, and I was expecting that last week uh, against Washington's front seven. I think we talked about that on the show, um, that that would lead to to him rushing. But uh, a lot of it's also by design. Like, there is, it's obvious they're using this dude to run, right? And, like, if this is against a, a defense that plays man, so the rush is going to – the run is going to be there. The designed runs for Kyler are going to be there. The, the interesting thing is, is, like – that this total is so high and this pace of this game is so fast, potentially, 
right? Like if, uh, if it is a shootout, they can all get there, right? Like, especially with Kirk gone now, like, like he's only 6K, like everybody can get there. Like if it's just, you could, it, I, I mean, it's, it could be Kyler, Kenyon and Hopkins all get there. Um, but, you know, really what you're looking for is that the, the touchdown variance, the, the regression to come and hit for Kenyon Drake, right? For him to get these, uh, these red zone rushes and uh, to get in the end zone. And that could right. certainly happen. So I'm going to be playing it like I'm got, just because he's so chalky, I'm not, I'm going to do what Tambo does. And I think I like that idea of in having it in the game where, where he's having a huge game then running it back with the other side with Stafford. Um, and then I'm just going to like hope that they don't all get there or uh, it's not like through the, you know, the past Kyler to, to Drake or Drake doesn't get all these touchdowns. Um, maybe, maybe Edmonds uh, vultures this time, you know, through the yeah. passing game because it's there. Um, and that's just the way I'm going to play it and just hope for the best. But like, I get it. Um, now, other guys, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I planted my flag last week because I had to, because he's my, uh, my best ball guy and a uh, season long guy. Anyway, that, um, I mean, this dude is awesome, right? Like, and he's like, we talked about it last week. He's got the best offensive line and, now they're playing the Jets, who, yes, we've talked about on the show, are decent against the run, but they've no, also I'm, I'm on your no, side. no, no, no. They've given up. They've wait, given hold up on. Let me let yeah. me finish. Right. They 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 have the talent to be decent against the run and be a pass funnel because they have the absolutely worst secondary. However, they're allowing the most yards per rush in the league, and you saw Moster, you know, get go off for a big one. But sure. basically, the Jets are just dead right like who think about morale on that team like who has any who it's embarrassing to be a new york jet right now right like what are they playing for like and they have absolutely no offense and now they have to face this incredibly talented running back who's just explosive as all hell who's gonna be running behind this top uh offensive line right like so and it's gonna be easy it should should be easy for them so uh for the the colts in this game so I like him again. I'm, I'm good with using him. Um, the price tag has come up a little bit, but eh, whatever. Um, but uh, then we also have guys like Zeke and then we can, uh, we can touch on uh, De Devin Singletary as well. So sorry to cut you off, Brett, but uh, what do you want to say about Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. I mean, I, I have a lot of love for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he, he came from uh, UW university of Wisconsin my alma mater. So, uh, Ooh. yeah, that's, that's, you know, I mean, you, gotta, you need, you gotta stay tight with your Wisconsin boys. So, um, no, I mean, this, this seems like a spot, like I totally agree with you that the jets are down and out. And now you look at them offensively speaking, how are they going to move the ball? Like literally they are just injured across the board. I don't even know who's healthy. Um, Braxton Berrios is like super highly questionable. You have Darnold, um, huge mismatch offensive line versus def defensive line here on both sides of the ball. Colts are, are the near the top in both offense line and defense line metrics. And the, the jets are near the bottom in both metrics. So, I mean, they're going to control the line. There's going to be, there's going to be opportunities for Taylor to go four to five yards, probably without even being touched here. So he's not going to have to, 
uh, missed tackles like he was in Minnesota. I mean, that was, that was a workman's day uh, versus Minnesota. He, he grinded out that hundred yards. You know, I, this, this Jets game, like he's going to be at a hundred after like 10 to 12 touches. So, I mean, there's, there's shots of him just going to the moon and I don't think they really need to even worry about uh, passing the ball that much in this spot just because the Jets are so downtrodden and such at a disadvantage on the line play. Um, it's, it's weird. I just, I don't see myself getting away from chalk when it comes to running back this week. Uh, Tambo, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to catch the Jonathan Taylor Express to the moon with you because you know what's going to go to the moon soon is his price, 7000 another silly price. This guy's going to be 8500 bucks before the season gets up. It's just that it's dominant right now. And like you said, that line is a big factor. I don't care. I mean, this just gets even extrapolated more because we're going against the Jets now. As you just mentioned, one thing I remember from last season that I always stuck to was true was if I was playing the indie running back, and it was at the time Marlon Mack, uh, you know, rest in peace, Marlon Mack right now for his injury. But, you know, if you got him last year, you wanted to play him with the Indy D. I'm playing a lot of Jonathan That's, Taylor. Go ahead. No, I want to talk about that. Like, I was – I was, I wanted to play the Indy D so badly last, last week. Last week, yeah. And th- they were 2,500. And every other, like, tout site, you know, whatever, nobody mentioned uh, the Colts D. It was like everyone was talking about, like, the Jets – and the Dolphins and up to Tampa. Just going there, yeah. And and there was like they were twenty five hundred, and I was like, how is this not a great spot? But right, and like like you know, and they have they have such a good defensive line. <clears throat> yeah. And so I was just I, going there. Every, everyone's looking for the cheap D nowadays, though. That's why, Kirk. Everyone's looking for this two K D that they can just fit. Yeah, but they were twenty five hundred. Yeah, and they were right there. It was like they should have been touted as the cash defense. They should have been. Yeah, I mean, want. like I said, it's not. And then that's what I was talking about earlier where everyone gets caught up too in the fact of, okay, we've got this running back that's chalk. I used this with Sanders earlier. I will definitely play Philly with Sanders this week. And that's another example where everyone gets on the chalk and how do I use it? And they're just, okay, I'll just play lots of him. And they will say, well, even with 60% Miles Sanders and he crushed, I still lost money. What happened? You didn't correlate anything up. You didn't think about other angles. You didn't tie it together. And what I was going to say, and you're on the same path, 2,500 was ridiculous but even at 4100 it honestly i never really pay up for defense but this is a spot i absolutely will as brett just said if we're talking about braxton barrios questionable like they have absolutely nobody they're just going to get smashed here it doesn't matter put them in your teasers put them in whatever you want when you're betting too but i mean these guys are going to smash and jonathan taylor should be a part of it even more than you know a guy like naheem hines maybe late 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 in the game when they're way up or something if you want to try and go there to be cute but I'm going to be playing a lot of Jonathan Taylor this week at 7,000. Don't care about the ownership. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, and Brashad Perriman's already been ruled out. So we're talking about Chris Hogan, uh, expat, and Braxton Berrios. Is he an expat too? I think he's expat. Um, but yeah, both. I mean, Berrios is questionable. So this, this offense is bad. All right. We've got um, – let's, uh, let's hold off on Singletary for a second. But let's touch on um, two – big pieces in a, in a, in a potential shootout. We got Zeke, right. Uh, came through last week, although getting vultured, yep. vultured by Oof. Dak mm. uh, for those, uh, for two touchdown scores when one, he was actually out and they put in uh, Andy Dalton, right. Uh, for, for, for a play. Yeah. And, then, and yeah. then I was like, okay, great. Now it's definitely going to go to Zeke. 
and, and somehow Andy, Andy Dalton threw on that. And play. they called a timeout yes. or something, and then they, and then Dak comes back in and runs it in for the touchdown. You know. And I was so tilted. Um, they threw it twice only to run it with Dak. When I was like, why didn't you use Jam Zeke three times? You definitely were getting in before the third try. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was and, – and, like, and you thought you were safe with, with Dalton on there, and then, then uh, Dak comes, comes, to, comes to save the day. Um, but, anyway, he's 8,300. Um, you know, could have had a monster day, right? Like, put up 23 fantasy points. But, like, if you – he could have had two more touchdowns easily and had it just have been a monster play. Um, and then also Chris Carson in, uh, in a game, he's only 6,600, who's getting more of the, the passing work now. Um, although he did only have uh, three targets, three receptions against the Patriots, but did have six uh, targets uh, and, and receptions the week before. But um, that's, you know, everyone's going to be on this, this passing game of the, uh, the Seahawks and this, you know, basically could be the spot for Carson, but uh, how are you guys approaching each of these two guys? Yeah. So I, I initially said that I love Sanders. I love Taylor and I love Drake. Uh, our percent ownership at RG right now, we have Sanders at 35.2%. Jonathan Taylor at 29.9. This is DraftKings pricing. And then Kenyon Drake at 26.9%. So all above 25 plus uh, we have Zeke at 19.7. I like Zeke only basically in Dallas and Seattle stacks. I don't know how many one-offs I'm going to have. Uh, definitely, he, he could add four touchdowns. He could add four touchdowns last week. There's no doubt about it. The love for Zeke would be so much higher if he would add just one more touchdown. Um, but I think you hit on the guy that I'm going to be more uh, on is Chris Carson. We have him at 9.1%. I just feel like uh, the Seattle offense is so much more focalized uh, than the Dallas offense. Dallas, real, I mean, they, they had a backup tight end lead, uh, lead at the target share in week two. And then they have three wide receivers and a running back. You don't know exactly where that offense is coming from. I feel very confident in knowing where the offense is coming from in Seattle. Dude. You got the two wide receivers, Chris Carson, catching balls out of the backfield. Uh, give me Chris Carson in a lot of different uh, lineups. I'll have, I'll definitely have him more than uh, 9% of my lineups that I build. Let me, let me counterpoint one thing. Uh, Zeke is like the number one true bell cow in this league. Now, yes, they have a, they have a, they have, you know, he got, he got vultured by Dak, right. And that, that's possible, but, uh, and they have that passing game, you know, with uh, Amari Cooper, with Michael Gallup, with Lamb, right. So I get that. That's you're you're right there. But like, he is the one true bell cow and they game script really, really played a factor too by them being down right off the bat with all those fumbles. Right. And then, then just having to uh, rip open the pass game, but they still lean on him. Like he, we're literally talking like two, one, he got stuffed. Like I think at the goal line. And if like those two touchdowns, he's a, he's a 35 point, you know, or close to 40 point running back on the week. And everybody's like saying he's the number one play right now. And now we're catching him at with a with a bit of an ownership discount, um, and because he's a little bit more expensive, but we've got value all over the place, so we can we can fit him. So um, I get it, but like, and then it's the same thing. It's the exact same situation on the other side with with Russ and uh, Metcalf and Lockett and you know um, David. You know Russ can do whatever he wants. So like. They, they can air it out too. So 
I mean, I think it's I, – I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on Zeke this week is all I'm saying. No, I'm like, just I, saying – my only concern was uh, just it, it, like how many times is going to be right when I pick the right player, right? I just feel very strong about where the ball is going in Seattle versus Dallas. Dallas, I feel like it's – they have so many options, whereas now I'm, I'm very strong with the two wide receiver set, zero tight end in Seattle. Um, with with a running back that's catching balls out of the backfield than I am with a Dallas that, I mean, they're using three wide, one tight end, running back, uh, plus quarterback is rushing. I mean, you, yeah, you can, <laughs> there's there's a lot of guys to choose from is all I'll say. I mean, Tambo, do you, how do, how do you figure that out with uh, Carson? Um, yeah. Yeah, a few thoughts. You know, a, few, a few thoughts come to mind. I mean, just real quick. But the, you know, I mentioned earlier, even like the Carson could be this week's Jones, where it's just the running game. But you just mentioned now, Brett, is that he can he can get off with Wilson in the same lineup. Like he's getting all these targets and whatnot too. So, uh, but to Kirkwood's point, and this, I mean, we talked about a lot of chalk. I know we kind of got it just as how we use it, how we be different within these big field tournaments. But you know, talk all all you want about what Russ is going to cook up or what meal he's going to put on the table. There's one guy in this league that likes to eat, and his name's Ezekiel Elliott. So we might see him coming back the other way, and that works, by the way, where you can just roll out him and have Zeke on the other side. And like you said, Zeke could be a a discount ownership. At the top of the show, Brett mentioned no 10K guys this week. Okay, 8,300 for Zeke could be another one, and you can't play them all. We talked. You just talked about Taylor Sanders Drake, and I agree but you can't fit them all. So Zeke's one there. And then another guy I was going to mention right quick is Derek Henry. Everyone wanted to play him last week. Doesn't look like anyone wants to play him this week. So, you know, I'll always go back to a guy like that. I know it's not December. We don't got the snow tires on, whatever you want to say, but I think, man, he can still go off in a matchup here against Minnesota and have himself a good game at 7,800 at almost no ownership up near this top range stuck in the middle between Zeke and Taylor. So I do like him a little bit as well. I just feel so dumb playing this guy so heavily last week and he doesn't catch passes really, you know, and like he's, they, they just try their hardest not to, to utilize him in the passing game. And it's like, then I feel dumb. Like you don't use Derrick Henry until the, till it's cold until the halfway through the season. And it's, and he, and he's wearing them down. I mean, these are all like fish cliches. Right. But like, I feel them. That's how I feel. So yeah. I, uh, I, Man, that's going to be tough for me to play him. I guess I'm going to have to play him. Welcome to the NFL where you only get 17 weeks and like the pain lasts for seven days. Right? But look at, you know, Taylor played them last week. Taylor, you know, Henry, what did Taylor had two targets, but he had, you know, 26 attempts. Look at Henry's attempts. He gets all kinds of attempts. Taylor had 100 or, or 26, 101 in a TD. That pays off and it could be more, right? We don't know, but I'm just saying that's a spot and Tennessee's a pretty good team. I just think that's a good play. Just to put a little stop on your love there, uh, Darian Tan uh, Evans is back in um, rotation there for the Titans. So I do expect him to work in on third downs, um, maybe relieve Derrick Henry a few, a few spots, a um, few snaps, I should say. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably why I'm leaning uh, away from him this week. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to go there. I, I've, heard, I've heard of uh, uh, whispers or people uh, going back to the well, and I'm I'm not on that. It just doesn't seem like a a high snap. But I mean, if you look at Vegas, there's no game that's popping off like that game. I mean, it it opened up at 45 and a half, and it's up to 49 and a half. That's that's making me eye up a lot of plays in this game. But I feel like I've been leaning towards Minnesota more than anything, and then the Tennessee pass game. So, um, yeah, I, 
what do you think Kirkwood like where is there like something there no, I'm just you're... I'm just bitter I'm just bitter from last yeah. week so, so that probably means he's a good play um but like I I'm not worried about uh what you're worried about Brett I mean he's Henry's a true bell cow um I, he's a workhorse and the dudes they're gonna feed him if if uh I think I think right. on a site like uh, DraftKings, we've always worried about his pass catching ability. Hey, that's what I said. That that's why it's like I just felt stupid for for playing someone so heavily when he's really not involved much in the passing game. And uh, man, so that that's all. He has but no TDs yet, by the way. Like, yeah, this exactly. Like he, week, uh, he gets, wake up here. Yeah, exactly. And then we're and then we're missing out. So I I, I get it. Um, Dalvin Cook certainly in play um, too. Uh, right there for that same price. But the guy I want to touch on is Devin Singletary. I mean, Moss is out. Singletary was certainly capable of carrying like uh, the load and looked awesome towards the end of last season, had some big games last season. Um, so, you know, now they're, they're playing the Rams. It's not the easiest matchup, but they certainly give up production. He's just cheap. He's 4,900. He's also included in the passing game. The The one scary thing, the negative, is that the reason why we love Josh Allen so much, the reason why I love Josh Allen so much, is that he's the goal line back, right? Like, he, this guy loves rushing, running the ball into the end zone. And so that's, uh, you know, variants could hit that in a bad in a, in a big way with Singletary, you know, popping in the end zone or vice versa. So, um, but he's 4,900. He's in the, involved in the passing game. Um, also the, um, what's uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, should be uh, shadowing Stefan Diggs um, or at least, you know, some Diggs, some uh, Brown. So, uh, you know, we maybe put a damper on some of this passing game and uh, Singletary makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'm definitely going to, you know, be looking to jam him in in some spots. What about you guys? Yeah. I mean, Kirkwood, like, I don't know when it comes to like DFS or like investing or whatever, like I always hate being late to the party and I, I feel like I'm late to the party with the Buffalo Bills. Like this I thought offense. A, I thought a DraftKings promo was coming. You were going <laughs> to, I always hate being late to the party. Now let me tell you. About... Uh, no, this is like a, I mean, this Bills offense, man, could, could you have a better set of wide receivers set up around Josh Allen that's willing to take chances, very sporadic? Um, I mean, Stefan Diggs is a hell of a route runner. He had a tough cornerback on him last week, and he burned that kid um, multiple times. So, I don't know. Like, it just – this this Bills offense, um, I mean, we're obviously talking about running backs. Uh, I, I like Singletary. I don't know how much I'm going to have – I feel like out, like underneath 5K running backs, you're going to have to decide with Singletary, um, the San Francisco running backs, and then the New England Patriot running backs. Um, right now, I'm siding towards a what? little bit of San Fran and, and New England uh, right now. So you, you want the New England rushing attack? Uh, yeah. So James White's been ruled out. He has you know, you know who the New England week. rushing attack is? Yeah. So it's their I mean, quarterback. <laughs> that's true. So now, now that we're, Cam Newton, yeah, that's the thing. yeah. I should say now that we're down from a four-headed uh, running uh, situation in New England, we're down to three, right? But looks like it looks like James White is, yeah, he's already been ruled out. So, um, but yeah, Burkhead and Sony Michelle. So I'm hoping like you can lean one way uh, here for me. But I've been I've been like mixing in both Burkhead and Michelle in lineups. Definitely a great spot versus the Raiders, but you're right. Cam Newton's 
uh, rushing capabilities in first two weeks have been ridiculously high. I think last week it was a situation where they needed him to run uh, versus Seattle. This week, I don't know how much they really need him to run. Um, maybe you can stay more in the pocket, do normal handoffs here. I feel, I feel pretty good about these Patriot running backs getting off. Uh, Tambo, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm on one thing you said. I'm, I'm in between you guys, though. I'm on Jarek McKinnon. I'll take a stand with that San Francisco running back. I know Jeff Wilson's yeah. there. I know there's some talk around inside the five and whatever, but uh, McKinnon already, like, I don't understand. He's already going to be like one third the ownership of Singletary. It looks like just because the obvious he's, you know, Moss marked out. So that just makes everyone go to Singletary there. And I get it, but I'm, I'm afraid of Josh Allen. I'm, I'm going to play him when we segue to quarterback. And I like that passing game still, you know, that I've, I'm late to the party, but I'm not feeling like I'm too late at least catch a, get a couple drinks at the end of the night. So <laughs> Uh, you know, before the bar closes, I'll get in on that. But the other one is, uh, you know, you just talked about it. Cam Newton's the guy, but you know, who's not probably the guy is Mullins. So I'm going to roll with McKinnon. They like using him. He's already got 13 DK points in both of the first two games with just three attempts and a few targets average. Now he's got a spot where they want to use him. We know that they love this guy. They paid him in the, you know, we got that tough injury that happened originally. And then obviously Raheem Mostart just came in and dominated, but now he's finally getting a chance to bounce back and it's looking like pretty low ownership versus Singletary right now. So I'm just planting a flag there. That's a guy I like, and when we get back to quarterback in the passing game, I really like the, uh, the giants this week as like a sneaky upside stack. And you can use McKinnon on the opposite side of that. No problem. And he fits both, you know, game script, pretty much uh, game script independent where you can, you know, rush it in and cause them to need to come back with the pass game or they can get down against that pass game. And then it's all him the other way, catching passes and taking them to the house. So I like McKinnon. I like that call. Cause I mean, people don't realize Daniel Jones has got legs and he's going to have to use those legs more with St. Quan out of the lineup. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm torn on, uh, with, with McKinnon, you nailed it. Cause of the Jeff Wilson, um, I expect him to get the goal line work and some touches. They love feeding that guy goal line vulture touches anyway, but like McKinnon is certainly the most, uh, explosive, um, is definitely going to have a big role. And we know, um, what Shanahan's scheme does for running backs, right? Like all these guys yeah. just smash. So um, I, I like, I'm going to play one or the other um, in lineups and uh, but uh, I'll definitely have some McKinnon too as well. Um, and I'm just going to touch on my last point with, um, you know, so you got like, if you're debating all these guys, it's like Devin Singletary is the guy. Then you've got San Francisco, you've got Wilson, and McKinnon, right? And then you got in New England, you got Burkhead and uh, Sony Michelle. Um, sure. And you and you know, like Sony Michelle is not going to be involved in the passing game. And you also have Cam Newton, who now has uh, six carries inside the five yard line, um, and you know loves to uh, to go into the the end zone. Josh Allen now is very similar in the same thing. But at least you have the one running back in Buffalo. And you also, this is a running back who works well in the passing game. So that's my only like, that makes sense. My, that pause of why I'm so high on Singletary. This did, week. I mean, did Jeff, I might, do I have bad stats? So cut you off, but did Jeff Wilson ever score a rushing touchdown? Yeah. Like he's had some big games. He's actually had some really big touchdowns. He's the, right? he, he vultured Man. a bunch of uh, rushing touchdowns last, last season. So he was, he wasn't activated a lot last year, but the, uh, the games that he was, he was the guy that touched the ball only inside like the 10 yard line. But do you, do you have a rushing touchdown for him in the year 2019? I don't. In my yeah. Stats. Against Arizona. That's one that I just pulled up quickly. 
uh, week 11. Um, so I got that I got was a receiving to, touchdown. That that was one receiving touchdown. All right, you're right. That's receiving. He has zero rushing. All back. this talk about in the five, he's got nothing. No, no, I got back to back two touchdown games um, in 2019. So it was in September. Um, oh yeah, so um, it was against Cincinnati. He had uh, ten for week, thirty-four and two touchdowns, and then week against two. Pittsburgh. Eight for eight. Yes, and week three. And then the rest of the year, I guess you're right. So I shouldn't have said it as 2019. I was saying like when in the recent history, and we've already got McKinnon been full use going out. So I, I don't have as much worry as you guys do there. And if Wilson eats me up, you guys can at me. But I think that uh, McKinnon is the clear spot there. And I think we've already seen Allen steal touchdowns from everybody. So I don't think Singletary is as clear as everybody thinks. No, I mean, if we're going to compare the San Fran and New England Patriot backfield, I feel like Sony Michelle and uh jeff wilson are very similar where um i mean they're they're gonna be no. your first down second down guys possibly. similar but like you can count on more more touches for uh sony michelle yeah 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 i'd probably go there too but like i mean i f- still feel jeff wilson is, is going to be a guy that you're going to see on first down second down quite a bit um burkhead and mckinnon going to be playing a lot of the third down catching roles um anytime that they are in past situations uh feel pretty strong um, but yeah, I, I think that was a good way to break it down though, Kirkwood, um, Buffalo, I mean, just, just not a lot of, uh, competition for Singletary's touches. All right. Um, all right. Let me get into my last guy that I love, love him. James Connor, um, looked, came back, right. Every, okay. So let's, let's set up the, what happened, right? So he got injured the first week, which we thought got injured, but it turns out it looked like he was throwing a temper tantrum on the field and yelling at something. And it looks like he got benched. I'll go with temper tantrum. Um, and uh, cause he didn't, cause he then practiced in full the next week and like became all of a sudden he's not on the injury board. And everyone's like, what's mm-hmm. going on? And uh, comes out hot last week, looked really good. Um, and it looks like a bell cow running back again. Benny Snell fumbles, right? Um, and also, uh, Connor goes off for 106 yards, gets a touchdown, had that explosive 59 yard run towards the end that iced the game. Um, Steelers get all pro right guard back this, the right, uh, right guard back this week. Um, forgot his name, but, uh, he's supposed to be a big deal. So, I'll, uh, take their word for it on that. And, uh, so they're basically their, their line is getting healthier. Right. And this guy looks like the guy you know, um, snow fumbled, it looks to be out of favor. Like this is Connor's backfield. We all knew it. And like the off season just had like that one game, like first game where it looked like it was an injury and there was an injury there, but I also think it was more, he was benched. It wasn't a serious injury. Um, anyways, now gets the, uh, a matchup against Houston who, uh, ranks 24th so far in DVOA versus the rush always, uh, allowed, uh, rush, rushing yards you know they just have never been very good at against it um you know granted they have played the chiefs and ravens this year um but they you know did allow 160 yards each to each of these each of these teams now these are elite offenses so i'm not going to say like that's like the end all be all but like basically to me connor checks every box he's people are a little bit down on like he's not he's not he's not going to be the 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 most highly owned 5.1 percent on rg um, I, th- I bet it'll get more ownership than that, but, um, you know, I, I expect them to be maybe 15 tops, maybe 10% somewhere in that range, but like definitely in a tier below all these other guys. 
Um, they're at home, right? They're fav- home favorites, which we always like for running backs. Uh, the matchup is good. Like it's just, and they get the, and their offense line gets healthier. So it's like, it's like every single box got checked for me in this play. And like, it's just the fact that he's going to be a little bit under owned. And like, this is a guy that like we were jamming in, like you had to jam in at like nine K in, in the past. And uh, he looked explosive to me last week. So uh, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, the offensive lineman you're talking about is David DeCastro. Um, yeah, that's it. This will be this will be his first week. So yeah, I mean that's something that you kind of just brought up that I kind of researched while you were talking. I mean, I I I liked him on DraftKings. He's going to be I think very low owned uh, due to his price of 6,700. Right. I mean, you look at the uh, running backs around there, 6,400, 6K. I think there's a chance that you do get him. I mean, single great pivot. Here. Like it's such a, it's yeah. such an, an easy pivot to me, to me. Um, and this is a spot that they can control uh, the offense line versus D line here. Um, I mean, Houston, Houston's D line outside of JJ Watt. I mean, JJ Watt mainly is uh, their only pressure guy. Uh, yeah. This could be, this could be a really good, um, you know, spot for Pittsburgh dominating defense uh, just for Connor to get 20 plus touches I like it at if, if the ownership does stick like below 7%. Uh, on sites like FanDuel, he's like even better priced uh, comparatively. Um, on Yahoo, he's even $17 if you play a site like Yahoo. And I think that's just dirt cheap. Um, so I'm going to probably have a little bit more ownership on a site like FanDuel and Yahoo. But yeah, I, I'm right there with you uh, with just the optimism there. Uh, Tambo, what do you think? Same thoughts, uh, you know, Kirkwood brought it up. I was going to, he was one other guy I had tagged. It was the same reason. CEH under the lights Thursday night football dominated them. And then my Ravens last week, over 200 rush yards, including Lamar on the ground against Houston. And I think he's back. I think Connor was just that sort of that blip and now he's back. So why not? Now the O-lineman coming back, like you mentioned, little extras like that at home. It just all sets up well for him. And, he, and I don't think he's going to be popular. I don't even know if you have to pivot. You could just play him with like Sanders and Taylor in a lineup and you still have super cheap. You know, that's only 67, 64 and seven, as far as the, the cost goes for a thousand or, you know, for a hundred thousand or for thousands. So, I mean, that's for me, three running backs, you could just plug in and forget these cheap guys. And you still got plenty of money to spend on stacks and whatnot. Yep. Um, any other, like, and then let's, uh, let's talk, any guys have any favorite, like, of the cheapy plays, like, or like the, the Mike Davis, the, the injury plays, any injury for you guys? I, I mean, Mike like Davis had got eight, eight targets and eight receptions, you know, mm-hmm. against, uh, in a tough matchup against Tampa Bay, um, you know, once McCaffrey went down. So, like, are we, should we be jamming this guy in? I feel like the sites did a really good job of uh, pricing these guys up, their early injuries at least. Um, I mean, Mike Davis on DraftKings, 5,100. When we're talking about uh, Devin Singletary at 4,900, even like the Patriots guys, uh, the 49ers guys. Yeah, but what's what's the negative on Mike Davis besides the – I mean, the the talent, but like – Yeah, you know they're going to be most likely in passing situations, right? I mean – so, and, and we, we've, we saw him last week in that spot. I don't know. Like, I, I've kind of liked Mike Davis even in the Seattle offense when he got opportunity there. It's just, it's mainly a, a price discrepancy for me. Um, 
just just a yeah, weird you're get, spot. You're getting McCaffrey for fifty one hundred. <laughs> no, Tambo, come no? on now, come on. No, I mean, I don't the, think the, so. I, I've actually got the other side of that game. If you want to talk about the, I know we talked to a running back forever here, but the last play I had as a cheap play was the other side of that in uh, Josh Kelly for, yeah, for the Chargers. That was my. We saw guys play. walk all over Carolina. You know, we liked Jones. We saw Josh Jacobs. We, you know, these guys just smashed him. Jones obviously didn't get there, but I'm just saying, if I'm going to go down there, the pricing is nowadays with the 4K floor. It just is what it is. You got to kind of realize that in your head and, and build your lineups accordingly. But I definitely like uh, Josh Kelly down there instead of going to Mike Davis. That's just me. Yeah, and I had him queued up until I saw Justin Jackson was practicing this week. So I don't exactly know what the three-headed monster split will be uh, this week. So probably off on that situation. But, I mean, uh, the like his week two total is just of his touches in, in targets. Uh, I mean, against one of the best defenses that you can see as a running back. I mean, you got to like that. I mean, I think it's pretty clear he's taken over the Melvin Gordon role. Everyone's saying that as well. Um, and, you know, he's he's coming in with the six most carries right now in the NFL. And it was updated today, too. Jackson's doubtful for the game. That's why I was in on that. So, Jackson Jackson's not likely to play. So, it's just Eckler okay. and him. Yep, I just see that, too, now. Yeah, so I, I love that play. Um, I'm there with you guys on that one. Um, and then the last one, like no one's going to talk about, is like Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, his price has come up a little bit, but like the role keeps increasing every single week. And he's going to break a bit. Like he, this kid's talented. He's going to break a big one. This offense is going to start, you know, performing better um, than they have. And uh, he's going to be so, no one's going to, he's going to be totally overlooked. Um, so, like, for, like, dart, dart throws, that's somebody I could get behind. Yep, and I was looking at him only specifically in team stacks, um, which, you know, I was, I was actually surprised how favored Cleveland is in that. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite versus Washington, um, which I obviously like Washington covering that because Cleveland has not looked good. But, uh, yeah, only in team stacks for me. All right, so we speed up the show. Um, we'll, we'll let's try to do quarterback quickly. Um, Quarterback, uh, Kyler Murray is going to be the chalk, mega chalk, for good reason. We've already touched on it a million times. Um, you know, he's he's on pace to uh, surpass what uh, Lamar Jackson did in the rushing game last season. Uh, two rushing touchdowns last week. I mean, this guy, this kid is just electric. They're playing at a fast pace. Um, and this game is a monster total. And it's a great matchup. So um, it's hard to not like him. Um, you know, I get it. He pairs so easily with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, it just seems like it's too easy. The other guy that I'm super interested in is Cam Newton. Um, I said, you know, it's um, I like my quarterbacks with rushing upside. Cam is fits that bill. I already mentioned he had six carries inside the five, um, 15 rushing attempts in week one, followed by 11 last week. I'm a New England homer. Um, he's sur surpassed my expectations um, and just – you know, he looks awesome and he's, and he's chucking it. He 379 yards passing last week, which was just freaking amazing uh, against Seattle. Um, so, uh, and now gets uh, the Raiders that it's not a scary matchup, you know, at all. And uh, it's, you want concentrated passing attack. It's pretty concentrated in new England. It's uh, Edelman who's now on like air yards, top 10 lists, right. For like, and uh, you know, 
going deep down the field, which is something that we're never used to with Edelman. It's usually he's the, the slot, you know, picking, you know, pick him with the short passes guy. But like, um, he's, it's different now. And Nikhil Harry is definitely his guy targeted 18 times. Hasn't found the end zone yet, but you know, should have that one game that he fumbled and uh, is going to find the, the end zone. I guarantee you that. And that's his boy. The only other option is Demir bird. Um, and they don't have an alpha tight end anymore. Right. Like, so like, this is it. This is a concentrated passing attack with a quarterback with monster rushing upside. So it's, it, you can play him naked, but you can also play him with Edelman. You can play him with Edelman and Harry. You can play him with just Harry. It's like, um, and we don't have James White right now. So it's like, it's concentrated, man. Like that, that, so that works for me. Russell Wilson is, is the other guy. I mean, everyone's going to be talking about him, letting them, letting Russ cook. It's just the, the game environment. So, you know, obviously you have to think about, you know, stacking up Russ and Dak stacks from quarterback perspectives. I guess the lower end guys for me, Carson Wentz um, is interesting. He's looked terrible, but like, it's going to come like he's going to have a big game. People aren't totally expecting it since he is a much better matchup than anything he's had yet. The, um, his uh, Lane Johnson's back should provide some more protection, you know, and uh, concentrated passing attack again with their uh, two tight ends and Deshaun Jackson really being their only real uh, reliable guy now that Rieger's out. So I like that one. Josh Allen is going to be overlooked. I like him. Um, where That's it for me. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I mean – Kind of right there with you. I'm probably not as high on Kyler Murray this week as I was last week. Um, Russ, I'm right there with you. Um, my biggest bounce back this week will be Carson Wentz. feel like they're getting healthier on the offense line, and I'm just going to put down that, you know, they, they have a bounce back week. So definitely like stacks in that Philly Cincy game. So um, the reason why I'm rolling with uh, Carson Wentz in that situation um, don't even hate, like, I know we talked a lot about San Fran last week, but uh, Nick Mullins in, in a spot where he's only 5,100. Um, I mean, this is obviously more of a deep throw, um, but like guys that I'll have like less than 10%, like, you know, 5%, like Nick Mullins, Joe Burrow, Trubisky. Uh, those are, those are my gamble spots. Justin uh, Herbert. Uh, I like those guys to uh, put up and, and they all, I mean, Burrow, Trubisky, Herbert, they all can run Mullins, not so much. Um, but I, I still like San Fran to be able to move this offense versus uh, Giants D. So uh, that's kind of my, my cheap areas. And then, yeah, um, I'm hitting up the Murray, the Wilsons, Cam Newton, not as much as you, I, I'm having issues with just correlating him. I know Tambo loved uh, Demir Bird uh, in week one and definitely hit on Demir Bird in week two. So uh, I'd like to hear if uh, Tambo's on, on that Demir Bird in week three. But uh, I, just, I just don't know who to correlate Cam Newton with. I've been running. I just, uh, I just told you. There's two options. There's it's it's Edel and Demir Bird would be the third, but uh, if you yeah. wanted to, but it's uh, it's Demir. I mean, it's uh, sorry, it's Edelman and it's Nikhil Harry. It's uh, I mean, it's so clear. It's just one's in the, the air yard king who just had his, I think, career high in, in uh, receiving yards in Edelman. And then uh, Harry's got 18 targets, just hasn't found the end zone. But that's yeah, and, and I think like the Raiders being on a short week, that's kind of why I was heavy on the run game for the Patriots. And you're right. I mean, Cam Newton could take these runs 
and make those running backs like just terrible. But I mean, I'm I'm never going down with Sony Michelle. It's just the way. It no. is. It's like, that's you gotta have five percent. That's have not 5%. the hill I want to die on. Um, and I I left a quarterback that I like for Tambo. I didn't want to steal his thunder because I know he's gonna he's gonna say it right now that who we didn't mention. Which one is it though? Because I got a couple. Other side of Arizona. Yeah, Stafford is the guy. I'm there with you. I'm going to do a six-pack, I guess. I thought about what you guys were talking just to speed it up and hit on you know, not all the same points. You know, As far as the top goes, I actually like Dak. I like that he's 100 bucks less than Russ. I think that's an interesting way to go about it. Like I said, if you're not – but you can use him with Zeke. We just talked about how many targets – you know, you talk about let Russ cook. You've been seeing Zeke get targets and he's been cooking around. So, uh, you know, had a terrible game last game, getting vultured all those times that we already talked about, but you can fit him in. So I like Dak. I like Josh Allen. Like I said, I don't think I'm too late to the party. I'll go there. I like your Cam Newton call. One thing that's interesting about Cam Newton, one is the Demir Bird. I think people automatically go Edelman, Harry, because like you said, it's a pretty tight target tree, but I treat Cam like a running back. So I don't mind using him with a 3K receiver who just got nine targets last week. Finally hitting on his boy, Demir Bird. Came through for him. Six for 72. That's a pretty good line for $3,000 straight this week. Min price, stole minimum. Um, but the other thing is, too, you talked about just a second ago, Brett. These guys, you know, coming off Las Vegas, coming off this um, the short week or whatever. These guys coming in. I like the defense in New England. We're not going to mm-hmm. you know, go into all that later on. I like using Cam with the defense and even using a guy like Bird who's cheap. You're getting enough pieces from that game, but you could still see it happen. And what if Cam runs in two, three touchdowns again? So I think that's an interesting angle you could take there. There is some guys, like I said, if Waller plays, if Waller plays, I'll get more interested in some stacks there just because I I do like Cam that much. Those are the three at the top, three at the bottom. You mentioned it, uh, uh, Stafford, just an easy, obvious way to get on the opposite side of a game that's going to go off. And if if Kyler has a big game, we talk about all the time, QB1 versus QB1, that's the best correlation that we just don't get to play in standard classic. So I will definitely use Stafford. You mentioned Trubisky. He's okay, but you know, not in my pack there. Uh, Wentz is the other one I like because, and on the opposite side of that game, Burrow, I think Burrow is really interesting. I don't think he's going to throw it 61 times this week, like he did last week, but he can rush. He can throw. He's accurate. You know, we can talk about wide receiver. We're going to get into in a second. AJ green Boyd drew samples, cheap, there's a lot of ways to stack that game up. And then you've got Sanders, who's popular, who I hit on earlier, that you can run on the opposite side of the Burrow stacks. So I'm really interested in that game for some upside as well. Nice. Um, any of the uh, the cheap, uh, cheap uh, injury plays? I mean, I like no. Trubisky. Brett touched on him too. I mean, I, I definitely yeah. like Trubisky. Like, it's just you know, you don't know what you're going to get with him. But like the against the Falcons for sure. Like, I mean, he could absolutely go off. But I just I like Daniel Jones for a little bit more money than those yes. guys. I know that the, the, the yes. injury plays, but for 5,500, I mean, Jared Goff's there if you want Trubisky. I talked about Wentz only 5,800. I mean, this is insane. But yeah, I, I like Daniel Jones more than those 5,100 dollar guys. Uh, you know, 5,500 for him is a fair price in a game that I think he's going to have to toss a lot. And like Brett mentioned earlier, he can get his wheels going and get on the run, even run a couple touchdowns in himself with no Barkley there. So, yeah, we talk about quarterbacks with uh, decent rushing floors. Um, this is a guy that I think, you know, with, with the Giants offensive situation, we're going to start seeing him run more. Uh, I, I expect, I expect him. I mean, we've, he's got seven carries uh, first two weeks. So four attempts, three attempts. I mean, I can see him like throwing in a good four to five, six, you know, no Saquon back there. Um, just, just trying to carry the team up the field. So 
they're going to, they're going to need his legs for sure to, uh, you know, carry on drives here. So uh, I'm right there with you on, uh, on him. So I had uh, two tournament lineups last week. One was uh, Kyler uh, Hopkins McLaurin. The other one was uh, Jared Goff with Higby and um, got that three touchdowns. Yeah. I can't remember. And I was feeling really good until the, like, then my other line, the Kyler lineup just buried it, buried that other one. But uh, um, I, I like golf again. I just want to touch on that with my last guy um, because, you know, we just saw that Buffalo shootout with Miami. This is a different defense without Edwards and Milano. Um, and that's a huge, you know, those linebackers are a huge boost for Higby um, in the passing game. Again, who's coming off of a three touchdown game. He's priced up a little bit and people are, aren't going to want to play him against this bill's, you know, really tough defense, but um this is a this is another good spot. He's over. No one's going to look that at him for fifty nine hundred, and uh, you can do it easily because uh, Goff is cheap, and we and Goff is capable of uh, lighting it up in the passing game. So um, I'm just going to throw that last one out there. I'll bring this up. Like I don't I don't rely on home road splits too much this year anymore, just because of no fans. Uh, Jared Goff was one of those guys that was a huge detriment on the road. Uh, him, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, guys that have always played really terrible on the road. Uh, now we have no fans, good communication, you know, great, at least uh, in the Rams case, a great head coach, calm plays. I mean, this could be a spot where you're getting golf for 5,600 based upon years prior, you know, where. And, uh, and, and Robert Woods is going to be eaten up with a uh, Tredavious white and it's, that's going to leave Cooper cup and mm-hmm. um, uh, Higby over the middle where they're vulnerable with uh, the loss of Edwards and Milano. So don't sleep on that stack people. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's talk it, talk it over to a wide receiver here. Um, I'll start off just mentioning that obviously we know Deandre Hopkins is going to be massive chalk. I still don't think he fails. <laughs> like I just don't, I, and I, and I know I probably should have like a high, high probability because he's a wide receiver and there's a lot of variance involved, but I just don't think he fails unless he gets injured. Um, he's the obvious pairing. Uh, 25 targets in the first two games so far. This week, no Christian Kirk. Um, and uh, line secondary, that's in shambles. They got rid of Darius Slay. You know, they, they lost him. That Justin Coleman, their slot corner, is down injury. Uh, now Desmond Trufant, another corner, is uh, missed last week with a hamstring injury and, and not looking and looking dicey to play this week. And if he is, if they do roll him out there, you want to attack the guy with the with the hammy. Um, so basically, there's they got uh, this one guy, uh, Amani Oruwari, uh, I think is how you pronounce his name. That's, that's solid. That's solid. Um, but uh, he's a second year guy. Um, just had just ranks poor in all the metrics that you look up and yardage allowed burned for plenty of touchdowns. Um, you know, we know the pace. So, um, I, I just don't see Hopkins failing. So I'm all aboard this chalk. Um, I like them. My next favorite play, and then I'll, I'll bring it to you guys, um, is how to attack this, uh, Detroit game. Well, everyone's going to be rushing to, to play Galladay back because it, it's going to pop in projection models. He's going to be like just jammed in on, uh, on, in lineups on the bring back. But like 
who's the one guy that's got four touch had a four touchdown game last year it's it's in a in a big deep threat it's marvin jones right who's who's going to be shadowed by uh patrick patterson um it's going to be uh galladay galladay's also coming off of a hamstring injury that's not something i like to mess around with it's also going to now alleviate a lot of the pressure that you know marvin jones has been under this last week so my take is is like this should really open up as like a Marvin Jones week when everybody is on Galladay. Like I think Galladay back just helps Marvin Jones. So that's, that's my, my guy. And I'll be interested to hear how you guys think it. And then the last it's uh, DK Metcalf, obviously um, the athletic freak pairs so well with Russ um, highest uh, scoring receiver thus far for the Seahawks, even after a matchup with Gilmore last week, burned him for a 54 yard touchdown, um, which is pretty much all I needed to see. Cause uh, that's something that gets my attention because Gilmore is so nasty. Um, but uh, basically, right. Everyone's saying, let Russ cook. If Russ is going to cook, then a receiver is going to cook. Right. And the Seattle receiver uh, that leads the team in uh, air yards, 48% share is, is uh, Metcalf. He also, leads them in touchdowns with two also is the highest a dot he's their 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 deep guy um and this is after a week with gilmore right and yeah. so i'm, I'm expecting a, ma- a massive game here um against uh this injury riddled uh cowboy secondary so those are my those are my flags um what who, who are your guys yeah i'll pivot to galladay that you're talking about i'm kind of right there with you um he had quotes out there. He goes, definitely feeling a lot better. Wouldn't say it's 100%. I really won't even put a percentage on it. I just know I'm not 100%. I'm going to do everything I can, and hopefully I showed enough in practice this week, and I can be out there. So what that's telling me is he's probably not going to see full snaps, but when he's out there, all I care is him stretching the field. Uh, safeties, corners have to respect that. And then you got the the Marvin Jones and uh, TJ Hawkinson. So I think I'm going to be running it back with those two uh, way more than Galladay, uh, just based upon kind of his, his, uh, his speak alone. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, it seems like a, a can't miss spot here. Um, no Christian Kirk. I mean, I, I guess he, he could miss if Drake, if Drake steals it or and Kyle sure. steals it. It's like, so I, I guess it could, but like, yep. And that's, and then that's the way to roll too is have, have lineups where you're just going Kirk and fade in that situation, you know? Um, but yeah, um, I'll, I'll, uh, throw it over to Tambo. Uh, what do you, what do you got with like the top tier wide receivers? I just, I'm never, I mean, I made the mistake last week with Adams and I feel like we're just going down that path again with Hopkins. It's not that he's not going to have a great game. Not even, I'm not talking about the injury. I'm not worried about, I'm not trying to go out here and predict injuries. It's that like the 20 to 30 points is there, but like, doesn't, you know, Stefan Diggs bust out and get that same game or something at way less. He had 32 last week himself. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't something like that happen more often than not? So when you see like 30% Hopkins and there's so many ways we've already talked about building around it, there's just a lot of guys you can go down to like going down the list. I see, you know, Diggs, who you mentioned Ridley, no one's going to pay up for him. I think that's an interesting spot. We haven't spent a lot of time on Uh, some of the guys I like though, down here, you know, Allen Robinson, 6,200. Love him. I think that's a, yeah, that's a, a really good price and, and a really good spot. We know Atlanta, so that goes with the Trubisky conversation a little bit earlier. Another one seems really cheap, and this kind of goes with the Mike Davis conversation that we had earlier. Like, 
Mike Davis is what, 5,100, a thousand bucks more. You can get DJ Moore. And I know it's a running back versus a wide receiver, but that seems extremely low. No CMC. I get it. You know, it's Bridgewater, whatever, but not, you know, 6,100 for DJ Moore. That is cheap. Terry McLaurin dropping down again. Same thing. You know, he's a, a good play. I think he's going to get the ownership based on last week, but the price didn't really change. So why not? And then I want to talk about my Cincy guys for a second. Like I said, I'm going to play Burrow. Green and Boyd are both right there. I think that's unique. In a, even if you play just one of them, you're unique. But I don't think A.J. Green's going to get 13 targets again and come up with, what, two or three balls. You know, they definitely were getting after him. So I definitely could see that be something this week. And then, you know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. I like Dak over Wilson. If you got the 100 bucks and you're running game stacks, you could just siphon between, you know, the two quarterbacks at 72 and 7,300 in these game stacks. But I do like C.D. Lamb. I, I think it's a spot where – He's going to get some ownership, of course, but, you know, the price did go up. Nine targets, 100 yards, 106 yards last week. Some of it was in garbage time after the onside kick, but just the fact to trust him, put him in that spot, you know, we can go on and on, but I, I think that's another guy you could use in that game with people on Cooper, Gallup, all the guys on Seattle side, and just get, you know, a little bit different there with, the, you know, a guy at 5,400 when most people are paying up or paying down. And then last one I'll give you, and I'll flip back to you, Kirk, is uh, Darius Slayton. Talked about um, Daniel Jones. You got yeah. now $4,900 Slayton. No, what is it? Uh, Shepard? No Shepard. So you got Tate there and you got Ingram, but you got no Shepard and no Barkley. No, yeah, no Saquon. And that, so, so it's, it's, it's so easy. It's, uh, it's Ingram and it's Slayton. I like that one. Um, love them both. So I wrote, and let me just, I'm going to round this out. I wrote, you know, and I'm going to just, piggyback on a couple of your plays because I wrote down three other guys that I liked, right? And one of them you are, was 5,900 Terry McLaurin, 22nd priced wide receiver on DraftKings, right? Should not be. Should definitely be higher. Um, and I don't think he's going to be that chalky. I don't know what you guys have mine. No, I, mean, I agree. I played him last week. I, that was my bring back and my main tournament lineup. And uh, I loved him, and he didn't move in price. And so I love him again. Um, the other one I had written down was Allen Robinson. Nine targets per game, seventh in air yards, gets the Falcons. Like, yes, please. You know, it's – this is the – he's the true alpha uh, on this team, and you just have to hope that the Bears can can put up points and then Trubisky plays uh, – somewhat well in this game which is a big if but like if that happens Allen Robinson's going to be the guy um with uh he's going to see Isaiah Oliver and AJ Terrell uh and uh those are guys you want to target um then uh Sean Jackson was another one 5200 no Rieger again he's gonna Wentz is gonna it to to Deshaun Jackson is gonna happen Maybe this week, probably this week. I don't know. But, like, I want to be there when it does, especially when people don't want to be on him anymore because um, that's going to happen. And then last but not least, uh, Tambo said some of these guys are going to score 30 points. You know who, I'm, who I say it's going to be? And you guys are going to puke? It's T.Y. Hilton. Um, and I guess I like this guy of the week. Um, uh, but like you get the, it's the jets. I talked about this in the week one, like who, who's Josh Allen's coming in against the worst pass secondary in, in the NFL, the jets, and the same thing is happening this week for 
T.Y. Hilton. And he hasn't done shit yet this year. And you know what? He's already talking about that his grand, the, there's the grandma narrative. You know what? I buy that. I buy it. I buy it. Like, like that, that's easy. Tell the people like, about the grandma uh, narrative. Uh, I, I, I'm, I love all narratives, but like uh, I buy this narrative because I think that they're going to want to get him going. And I think that he wants to get going. And this is a matchup that if they say we want to get him going, they're going to be successful in getting him going. It's the freaking Jets who suck. So, like, he's 5,600, and everybody's playing. Uh, the running back is a good play at 7K. But, like, T.Y.'s breaking one to the house this week. I guarantee it, okay? You guys can record that. It's being recorded. You can play this back to me, but I promise you that's happening. And – uh I'll eat my hat next week on the pot. No. <laughs> okay. um, all right. So it's a those... great way to get off of Jonathan Taylor chalk for sure. Um, I mean, it's not going to be as high leveraged as the uh, Green Bay Packers situation was last week, but I totally agree. Everybody's down um, on TY. You're going to get him for low owned at 5,600 at home. We've always liked him on turf. People are thinking he's washed right now. And you have a team that doesn't want to play in the Jets, or they're just—I mean, they're—they're just—they're very lackadaisical. Uh, offense doesn't look good. They're all injured, so uh, I like that leverage. I feel like um, outside of all the running back, wide receiver leverages that we've been talking about, that might be the best one. Uh, and no one, no, no one, no one mentioned Michael Gallup, right? Like it's like it's like how do you get a little bit different in that game? Well, you play the guy who's out of favor who we know can go off, be the guy that goes off. And that's Michael Gallup. Like, yeah, we, um, we still have uh, three guys that are questionable. It's uh, Friday, eight forty three central time right now, but we got Julio. That's still questionable. Galladay is still questionable. Then uh, Judy, that's going to be and Judy's in the four twenty five situation. So is there a Denver Bronco guy? It's the three K it's the three K special. Yeah, KJ, KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler. Yeah. I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of 3K guys to own on this slate, um, and a, you know you got the two that's two high scoring games of the week at 425, and then you have this Broncos game with uh, Judy uh, that's questionable. So it could be a situation Who are where a you, lot of these 3K guys you speak of. Uh, did I say 3K guys? I'm sorry, um, but I mean KJ Hamler, 3K guy. Uh, what I meant is the the high projectable uh, games at 425. I don't know what I what I said there. No, I, I thought there were more 3K plays that I was missing, so I was interested. No, in that, no, like, yeah, no, no. Just saying, please tell me. I know Demir Bird is. He's, he's yeah, Demir is Demir at 3K. I mean, he's he's yeah. definitely my player pool. I have him in selected right now. So, but um, yeah, I mean, with with all these uh, late night games, it's going to be interesting to see how the injuries go. Um, both. Both Julio and uh, Galladay are at the noon, so we'll we'll get word ninety minutes before game time whether they're they're going or not. So, all right, are we are we we're, we're good with wide receiver? Let's uh, let's finish it out with tight end. Um, let's start with the chalk, Darren Waller. I mean, the dude is a beast. I love the guy. I always have, but like sixteen targets. When you see a a wide uh, a tight end put wide receivers to shame from targets. You know, like you have to, you have to be interested. Um, you know, 16 targets, 103 yards, a touchdown, 31 fantasy points against the Saints, uh, who are a tough defense. Um, and uh, 
now it's it, the big talk is New England. Um, you know, everyone's going to be talking about it that, you know, Belichick, it's no secret. He likes to shut down the, the, the one weapon in the passing game. So, and I'm kind of on board with that. So um, it seems like an opportunity for me to, to, to try to beat this chalk. And the way I was thinking, number one, the most obvious pivot, but he's also becoming chalky now. So, but like the most obvious pivot is Zach Ertz. Um, I, I believe in, I kind of like that game in general. And uh, he's, he's, I still think he's the number one, even though um, Goddard is getting, you know, has gotten more of the targets so far. Um, but um, that would be one way. I, I think Higby is awesome. I, I mentioned that already. No one's going to, I don't think he's going to get much ownership whatsoever. Um, and then there's, uh, there's plenty of other ways to go. You guys mentioned Hawkinson. Certainly the matchup. Logan Thomas, 3,700 is, he's a, he's a, by uh, targets, he's a, he's like a, he's a tight end, top tight end one. He's a top tight end one. So, you know, nine targets, eight targets uh, in the first two games. So we should consider him. Um, I don't know. The only cheap guy, uh, I guess maybe we should talk about Jordan Reed back now because Kittle is mm -hmm. out. Um, oh, and I'm being stupid. The guy I love, who I absolutely love is Evan Ingram. I mean, this yeah. guy is a beast. This, this uh, San Francisco defense is, is injured everywhere. Right. Like, and there's now a, as concentrated of a target tree as you can get. I mean, there's Golden Tate, there's Evan Ingram and there's Darius Slayton, but like the guys I want are Evan Ingram and, uh, and Slayton. Like those are the big play guys to me. So, um, and uh, I don't think he's going to get much love whatsoever, but like he, he got eight targets last week, 65 yards. I mean, I expect him to do much better this week. So, uh, that's who I'm thinking. And then obviously you guys can bring it up, but like someone, John who Smith is probably going to be, you know, in play again this week, but I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'll tell you one guy I'm not playing Chris Herndon. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> You're done. You're done. done. He's, he's dead to me. He's dead to me. Um, yeah. How do you, how is it shaking out for you guys? You know, out of all those guys that you said, you didn't say the guy that I like the most and that's Hunter Henry. Um, this guy, I don't know, just, Based upon what we saw out of a Herbert, um, really targeted Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry in this offense. Mike Williams didn't get a lot of targets. Um, I don't know. This is just a spot where I just I was like, okay, how, how am I going to uh, work in uh, any of these chargers? And I just I feel, I feel very strong with Hunter Henry's role in this offense with Herbert. So uh, I, I like him. I like him a lot. I, I'm right there with you on Ertz um, because I am thinking this is going to be a bounce back spot. Really like the, the Philly Cincinnati game um, in general. So having Wentz with with Ertz makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and then Jordan Reed. I mean, again, I think a lot of us got off of him because of uh, coach speak. We were expecting 15 and 20 snaps, but all of his snaps, he got 28 snaps and just the, like the high leverage situations. I mean, like almost every single one of the snaps, he ran a route. So this is a spot where when he's playing, he's, he's going downfield and he's looking to catch the ball. And that's exactly what you want. He's only 4,000 in a spot where San Fran still is without wide receivers, without playmakers, now without their two top backs. 
against a, a really weak defensive team in Giants. Um, I think you can go right back to the well here with Jordan Reed. Uh, Tambo, what do you think? Love Henry, love Ingram. Go off the wall a little bit. Love Waller if he, if he does come through and play, like practice on Friday, I hope. But, you know, it doesn't really, I don't really care about the ownership as much there. I just, I want to play him because I think he's great. I'll give you three others that I've got here marked. Uh, one is Noah Fant. We talked earlier, what's the situation if Jerry, if Jerry Judy's out? Backup, quarterback, tight end, like that's the combo, right? They just yeah. love using that. So you, you saw it with uh, the other guy I'm about to mention here in a second is Drew Sample. It's not a backup quarterback. It's, it's Joe Burrow. But just these quarterbacks that come in that are getting fresh and, and sort of getting into it, they like their tight end, right? So, and he was already liking C.J. Uzoma. Maybe it's just a tight end thing for Burrow. But Drew Sample, 3,500. Um, Noah Fant, 5,400. Probably doesn't get much ownership, though. And if Judy's out, I think he's a great play. They should be down in that game. So I think a lot of pass attempts will go there. I talked about the guys that I love. And I had one more. Oh, yeah, Dan Arnold with no Chris Kirk, 2,800 against yep. Detroit. The other side, another piece in that game that you can use that's just extremely random, but he's going to be a guy that could get a red zone look or anything. It doesn't take much at 2,800, two, so, three catches so, for 25. They, they yeah. insist on going to him. Like, he, he was pissing me off last week on some, on, on some of his targets that they, like, he kind of forced into him. So. Yeah. He's yeah. got six targets in the first two games before injuries and whatnot with 47 yards downfield. So, I mean, like this is, it's not like you're saying, oh, who cares? I mean, 2,800 bucks. So that's why that's the only reason I'm bringing them up. And you want to get different with your Kyler stacks. There's a way to do it. Yep. I'm also Man. seeing uh, Jack Doyle not being in some of uh, player pools right now. He is going to play this week. Um, he, he all snapped uh, Mole Cox two to one. Uh, routes 72% to 48% in week one. So you might get Jack Doyle for super low ownership. Uh, DraftKings, he's 3,900. Makes for a very reasonable play. Obviously, we know uh, the situation with the Colts versus the Jets. Uh, Going to be plenty of red zone opportunity for Doyle for a touchdown. I like that. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll piggyback on you, Tambo. I'm, I'm, I feel stupid for not even thinking Noah Fant. Like, this guy's a legit beast. Now the, uh, there's there's less you know he he has to be the focal point of the offense right and uh, and Driscoll is kind of Driscoll loves to pass like he love like he takes his shots like he he may not be very good but he's like he's gonna sling it and throw it out leave it all out there and uh, Fant just seems so obvious now that I think about it and like I can I don't see him really high in the owner like he's getting minuscule ownership because of his price I'm sure. Um, but man, yeah, that, I'm gonna write him down. Imagine having Fant and Hawkinson in college together, like <laughs> having those two beasts like on each side, you know, running two tight end sets. It's ridiculous. All right, we still managed to go over an hour and a half, even though we never we never want to. Uh, so for everyone listening out there, um, listen on uh, 2x. What what speed do you think is optimal for our pod? I think with me and I know I don't know about you guys, but you got to put me 1.5 or less, otherwise you're going to be dominated on that. Yeah, Tambo Tambo can talk, man. I feel like when I even hear myself on one and a half, I'm like, okay, I need to start slowing down a little. Bit. I've never I I I cringe to even listen to myself, so I don't do it. Like I yeah. never. But uh, all right, uh, favorite one favorite stack to win all the the money this week put you guys on the spot what is it all right so i'll go i'll go kind of lower ownership here um i'll go with a uh, carson wentz 
um, to Ertz and Miles Sanders and then bring it back with A.J. Green, which everybody thinks A.J. Green's dust right now. Um, should get that for very low on less than 1% with that group stacking. So uh, I like that for sure. I'll st- I was going to, I'll give you two quick ones. Cause I was going to say the other side of that. I'm definitely on burrow. So you can put it with Boyd, AJ green. You could run it back with Sanders who's chalky and get different that way, or use Deshaun or even put the whole five of them together. I will in some, and then the other one's Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, Slayton and Ingram. That's the stack. Uh, you know, bring back whoever you want. It's San Francisco. I like McKinnon. I talked about, but there's other guys if you want to mess around there, but I really like those two for a Millie maker or something like that. I'm going to give you a real off the wall. One. Yes. It's my favorite, favorite stack. It's Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. And then we run it back with Marvin Jones. <laughs> uh, so off the wall. Yeah, Woo, I know. It's not crazy off the wall. over there. It's as, as chalk as it can get, except for Marvin Jones. That's the way, that's the way to get it. Um, that's, that's my chalk one. Then my non chalk one is going to be Trubisky to Allen Robinson. Bring it back with Calvin Ridley. It just seems so easy. Um, if Trubisky shows up. I mean, it's you're in Atlanta, in the Dome, secondary that they can just shred, any, that competent quarterbacks can shred. So we're asking a lot, but, like, please, one time show up, Trubisky, and, and feed, feed your alpha dog who's been complaining and wants his contract and all of that, the squeaky wheel narrative and all that. So mm-hmm. feed him this week because you can. And uh, that, that's what I'm, what's what I'm going with. And then – I can't overlook, sorry, um, Cam. You know, just play Cam. Figure out a way. Figure out your favorite way that we touched on to play Cam because that's my New England homer pick for you. But, all right, it's been another week. Week three is done. We will be back again for week four. This is the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast. Thank you.